Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about doing business with God. This is a teaching podcast, so I want you to grab your Bibles and something to write with. If you desire to take some notes, that would be good as well. Have a really informative show for you today. Now, as always, we try to start the show out with a quote for today. And this is what I want to share with you as it relates to my quote for the day. It says, it's not history nor experience that will help you win in life, but only what you do in the moment. Let's look here at a certain passage of scripture. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, and I want you to hold your finger there. And I'm going to give just a quick talk here in relates to where I want to go today with doing business with God. Might be a different kind of topic. Not sure if you ever heard of anything on this wise, but I think this is so important. And I want this to get you thinking and empowering you in some way so you won't be deceived in your walk with the Lord. So before I begin, Let me start like this and make this statement. As much as God wants to bless you, and I want you to know that he does, he will never bless you until he has permission to do so. And what do we mean when we say that? God must have access to your life before he will bless you. This notion that God is going to kick the door down and just start blessing you is not true. And there are many people in the body of Christ, those that are saved, those that are followers of Christ, those that have the label as Christians are frustrated trying to figure out how come my life is not any better. And this is such a deception. Listen, God is a gentleman. And as much as God loves you, and he does, I want you to know that today, that God loves you. He's just not going to start giving you things until the character is there, until the faithfulness is there. There's got to be some things there before God is going to make certain investments into your life. Nobody, you would not make an investment into the lives of somebody else if they had shoddy character. You're just not going to do it or you shouldn't do it. So one of the things I ask people is, what have you done since you've been saved? Because we give our life to the Lord and that's important. But that is not all. That's a starting point. And again, that is necessary for you to start doing business with God and building any kind of relationship with him. You got to give him your life. You got to yield your life to him. But what comes next after you get saved? There are a lot of people who get saved and they say, yeah, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But you're not on your way to heaven right now. You're still alive. You have to do something. There is a work that God wants you to do. 
So you're not permitted just to sit down and to just cheer and say, I'm saved. That's just not good enough. We are very useless to God with that mentality. So I just want to tell you from the onset that if I'm going to really speak truth to power today and really urge you and nudge you and get you moving in the right direction, it really frustrates me when I see people that give their lives to the Lord and they're doing nothing. I mean, my goodness, why did you give your life to the Lord in the first place? And many will say, because I didn't want to go to hell. Okay, I get it. But now you're on your way to heaven. So what you going to do? Just sit on the bench, just sit on the sideline and not do nothing. Just be glad you're saved and on your way to heaven. And that's good enough. No, it's not good enough. And I want to be the first person to tell you it's just not good enough. And we should not just be okay with just being saved and saying, I've done my part. No, God had a reason why he saved you. Now, your reason may just be what you said it is, but God has other things that he wants to do in you. He wants to do through you and he wants to do as you. And so we got to really get this. So I want you to understand today that this is what this is about. And if you would take some time and read Matthew 25, because one of the things I want you to know, too, is that God is a businessman. He's just not God. He's just not father. He's just not nurturer. He is a businessman. He had a plan when he put this planet in place. He had a plan when he saved you. He had an idea an imagination that he was rolling over and over and over again when he created you and I. And in Matthew 25, I'm not going to take the time to do this, but I want you to read this on your own because I want you to see how he dealt with these people in that chapter, especially when it talks about the gifts and the talents that he gave out. He was expecting something in return. And so one of the first things I tell people to do that once they give their lives to the Lord, it is imperative that you get to know him like he knows you. See, God knows you. So there's no new information that you're going to give to God. So could we put away that I need to tell God I'm afraid? I need to tell him I have anxiety. I need to tell him I grew up on the rough side of the tracks. I need to tell him I didn't have a mom and dad. God knows all of that. The reality is we don't know God. We don't know what he expects out of us. And this is why there's going to be so many people that are literally shocked on judgment day when God says these certain things like, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I don't want you to be in that group. I want you to be on the other side when Jesus looks at you and he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. When we say servant, that's an action word. It denotes that you did something. It denotes that you got in a relationship with God and you were worthy enough to do business with him. Watch this, because you took the time to know him and his expectations for your life. All right, now, You should be at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Now, you may have a King James Version, but I want to read this to you out of the Amplified because I think this really speaks volumes, man. So if you can grab an Amplified Version, that would be good. If not, you can read this at another time. But notice what it says. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, 
avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For God himself said, I will not in any way fail you nor give up on you nor leave you without support. I will not leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. This is profound. Because one of the things that I love about the word of God is it's just a truth teller. It just don't lie. It always says what God is going to do. But watch this. God told you in his word what he's going to do. But the other part is what you have to do. And so the scripture says that you got to flee yourself from the love of money and greed. And we got to get out of this mindset that when we working for God, that he's poor, that he's just going to give us just enough. No, God pays well. I'm going to say that again. God pays well. His rewards are always commensurate with hard work. And if you do what God tells you to do, you can trust and believe. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'll never let you down. I will always be there. Today, again, I'm talking about doing business with God. And I want to know, do you want to do business with God? If you say, man, pastor, I want to do business with God. I'm frustrated about getting up every day and I'm doing things with no results. If that's you and you feel like an underdog and you just have no direction in life, I'm talking to you today that God has something specific that he had in mind when you gave your life to him. You got to start building this relationship with the Lord so you can truly know him and what he truly expects from your life. I want to quickly give you nine things that I want you to consider. These are the things that I've had to consider over and over in my life. Now, there's more than nine, but I think these nine are very important. Here's another thing that I want to tell you. You're not going to know everything before God starts doing business with you. You just got to start where you start. And as you start, he will give you more and more and more. And then he'll give you some more and more and more. But don't wait. You got to do it now. Here's number one. Be faithful with your part. That's what you got to do. Be faithful with your part, which means you got to know what your part is. Do you know? If you don't know, you need to seek him so he can tell you what your part is. God is not going to do your part for you. He's just not going to do it. And you got a lot of, again, deceived people thinking that God is just going to do everything. And we say, well, man, if God is all powerful, he just going to do it. That's not true. That's a lie. We got to stop lying to people, churches, pastors, preachers, mentors. They got to stop lying to people and saying God is just going to do everything. No. He left you here. He's working with you. You got to know what your part is and you got to be faithful with your part. Can I tell you something? That faithfulness is a condition of your heart. So one of the things that God is going to begin to work in you is going to begin to deal with your heart. In other words, your motivation. Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be anointed? Why do you want to be this? Why do you want to be that? What is your reason? Before any of that, you got to be faithful with your part. And when you're faithful with your part, you ain't even got to ask God, is he going to do what he going to do? He already told you in his word here, Hebrews 13 and 5, not going to read it, but he said, I won't leave you. 
I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to be right here. But I want to know, are you going to be faithful with your part? Are you going to do it? Are you going to give it everything you have? We don't throw ourselves into much these days. And then we're upset while we don't get the results. Results come when you really throw yourself and be faithful in the thing that God has called you to do. That's number one. Number two, realize faithfulness is more important than talent. Oh, man, that's good. Because there are a lot of talented people. I have met them. You have met them. In about 17 years of pastoring, I have had a lot of people come through my doors talking about how good they were at this, how good they were at that. The only problem was they were never around to prove to me what they could do. You don't want to be that kind of person. Faithfulness is more important than talent. Can I say this to you? The only thing you need to to have talent is to be born. That's it. Last time I checked, there's probably about what? Five billion people on the planet and counting, which means that we're not that special. I hope you got that. We're not that special. We think we are, but we're not because there's so many other people that are here, too. You're not the only one on the planet. Sure. Talent is important. I get it. You got to be able to do something. But can I tell you something? I'd rather take somebody with marginal talent, but with great faithfulness. And when God puts his hand on their life, Man, you talking about places that they can go, things that they can do. I have witnessed it where I have seen people with great talent, but no faithfulness and they go nowhere. And I've seen people with marginal talent, with great faithfulness, and God takes them around the world. It's amazing what God can do with this thing called faithfulness. And this is one of the things that you got to have if you're going to do business with God. And again, God is a businessman. He has checks and balances. There are reasons. God operates in purpose. There's a purpose for why you are here. There's purpose for why he created the world that we live in today. He is expecting something. And again, on judgment day, when people have to give an account for what they did, man, you're talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's why people are going to be crying and wailing because they're going to be in literal shock and disbelief because they didn't take the time to know how to do business with God. Number three, be diligent with what your hands find to do. Man, that's important too. You know what diligent really means? It means being real about what you're doing. Understanding, giving it your all, giving it your best. The scripture talks about, I think in the book of Proverbs, that the diligent hand, makes you rich, makes you prosperous, makes you blessed. That's a a lack hand or should I say a slack hand. You're going to constantly be in poverty. But if you are conscientious and real about what you're doing and stay with it day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, Yeah, you're going to have some challenges. You might have some setbacks. But I'm telling you something. When you're doing what God tells you to do and you stay with it, you got no other choice but to succeed. So I want you to back out of all of these commitments that you made that God's hand is clearly not on your life and you thought it was a good idea. You thought it was something he wanted you to do. 
Watch this. We can't. We got to get out of that. We got to know what God wants us to do. We got to know. We can't be trying to. We can't just be wavering and vacillating. You're wasting time. But if you want to do business with God, this is what you whatever, man, be diligent with what your hands find to do. Stay with it. Number four, don't wait for a position. Rather be a self-starter. This is so key that people love a position, man. I don't know what it is about a position. They love a position. They love a title. Maybe they love to be seen. I'm not sure, but there are a lot of people who love a position. But can I tell you something? There are not a lot of self-starters. People who can just get up and get to it. It really takes, I feel, a special kind of person who will just get up and become a self-starter. I mean, even over the years when I've interviewed people to hire them, uh, to bring them on my staff or to other things that I uh, do in my life outside of church, I ask them, are you a self-starter? And I get a crickets, quiet. Or sometimes people will say, oh, yeah, man, I'm a self-starter. Well, what have you done? You know, I think people think you're just going to let them off the hook with just answering these questions. But I want to know, what have you done? So if you're a self-starter, you ought to be able to list the things that you've done. And maybe even better, not just list the things that you've done, but how long did you stay with it? It's one thing to start something today and then end it at the end of the week because you got frustrated and you got beside yourself and you got disappointed or sad or whatever the case may be. You've got to have the husband, man, to keep going regardless of what's happening in your life. Number five, stick to your assignment. Man, stick to it. I, I know that a lot of what I'm saying may sound redundant, but it's really not because sticking to your assignment suggests that you know what your assignment is. Do you know what God has called you to do? Watch this. When God calls you to do something, he is not after if you're going to enjoy it. No, he calls you based on what he knows your capacity is, what you're capable of doing. You got a lot of people that are just not capable of doing the things that they're doing. And this is why they fail. God don't want you to fail. And because he knows you, he, when he gives you an assignment, you know what he wants you to do? Stick with it. Just stay with it. Watch this. There are going to be challenges, even in whatever God has called you to do. My goodness, there's going to be a target on your back. This notion that you're just going to breeze through life just because God has called you to do something is just foolish talk. You got to stick to your assignment, but more importantly, you got to know what it is. You got to know what it is and you got to be happy about it, joyful about it. You know why? Because God called you to it. Out of all the people in the world that he could have chosen, he chose you. So put a smile on your face. Put some pep in your step. You got so many people that, well, I wish I could do that. I want to do this. I want to do the other. But if the eye be single, the body would be full of light, be full of life, be full of power, be full of vigor, be full of strength. We got to focus on our assignment. Number six, understand progression. In other words, work with a goal in mind. Do you have a goal? You have a goal in mind? Do you have something that you want to achieve? If you do, you got to work with progress, with some progression. You got to realize that every step you take is moving you closer 
to where you want to be. Every move that you make as you're being spirit led. See, Christian folk do it differently than worldly folk. We got to be led. The scripture says those that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. That is an exclusive group. That is not for every Christian because every Christian don't want to be led. (laughs) As, As shocking as that may sound, there are a lot of Christians and believers who don't want to do what's right, who want to do whatever they want to do, who want to pretend that God called them to do this and he really didn't. But you got to have a goal in mind. Here's the thing. God will give you his heart. He will give you his goals. He will give you his agenda. I really do believe, man, that we make life as a believer, as a Christian, harder than it needs to be. Somebody once told me, because I asked them, I said, you know, I've watched you from afar and I've seen you do so many things. How are you so successful at what you do? And he says, it's very simple. I just do what God tells me to do. (laughs) Wow. Sometimes we want some grand explanation. We want 10 steps. We want 20 steps. He just gave me one thing. He said, I just do what God wants me to do, watch this, and I leave the results up to him. And that's what I want to say to you today. If you're going to do business with God, work with this goal in mind, this goal in your mind, get your mind set on doing what God wants you to do and leave the results up to him. Number seven, look for something that needs to be done. Stop waiting for the details Just start working. You see things that need to be done? Just do it. Watch this. God will take that and show you some things that he's called you to do. Sometimes we want people to pick us out and select us and coach us and teach us. I gave this illustration to my church the other day. I said, you know, it's funny how people, when they see you as pastor and you're walking through the building and there's paper on the floor and as soon as somebody see you or members see you, they walk by you and they see the uh, paper on the floor and they pick it up because they want you to see that they're doing something. When in fact, the paper been on the floor probably for a week now. But if we would just have more people who are not concerned about what the pastor sees them doing, but more importantly, just seeing something that needs to be done, seeing something out of place and fixing it. You know, seeing something that needs to happen when we are really connected with God and we're really connected with his heart. He will show you the obvious. He will show you the things without having to get all the details. You know, I've worked with certain people and, you know, folks that are very curious. They have all of these questions before they jump in. I'm asking you just jump in. Because watch this, every question is not going to be answered by God before he gets you really where he wants to take you. He just really wants to see if you're willing and if you're obedient. Do you really want to do it? Or are you just waiting to get another question answered? You're just waiting to get this to happen. You're just waiting for this part of your life to be better. Can I tell you, that is not how life is. And that is not how God is. God didn't wait for everybody to live right before he sent his son because he knew they wasn't going to do it. So you know what he was? He was proactive. He said, I'm going to do something. I'm God, although I know all the details and I already know what man is. I'm just going to go ahead and send my best. 
And I know that when I send my best to the world, there are going to be some people that are going to see and understand what the Lord did, and they're going to yield their life to him. I know because I'm one of those people. You know, I know because I'm sure you are one of those people. You gave your life to God based on what he did first. And so you didn't need to wait for somebody to continue to explain this, explain that. You're not running to people. You know, if God is real, then I want him to do this. If God is real, I want him to do that. While other people say, you know what? I read his word or I heard somebody minister to me and share the way of salvation. And they say, hey, man, I'm in. I don't need you to say anything else. And so when we talk about doing business with God, look for something that needs to be done. Stop waiting on all this other stuff to happen. Always tell people, you know, I ask them, why, you know, why are you not serving in the church? And they may say to me, well, you know, my this is not right. Oh, my dad is not right. You know, my kids are small. You know, my kids are now teenagers. And it's always something. And it's like, well, man, life is never going to slow down and be what you want it to be before you get involved. So my question to you is, when are you going to get in the game? Are you just happy being on the team? You got a lot of people, man, they're just happy being on the team. They just want to run out out of the tunnel. You know, they just want to hear the roar of the crowd. They just want to get their layup drills in and see people um, watching them shoot jump shots in the layup line and, you know, before the game starts. But can I tell you something? There's some people, they ain't just happy about being on the team. They want to play. They don't want to sit on the bench. Some people are just happy about just sitting on the bench and saying, I'm a part of the team, but did you get in the game? Did did you make any kind of contribution to winning? Did you help the team get a score? We Again, we should not just be okay with being a Christian and saying, well, I'm on my way to heaven. And I know I said it at the beginning of the show. But I, I'm telling you, man, this is real strong on me. We, we got to get out of that. Where did we get that mindset from? Where did we get that attitude from? I, I don't know, but it's really stopping and hindering a lot of things that God really wants to do. Because here's the thing. Here's what we got to understand. God desires to partner with us. We need God and he needs us. How is he going to get it done? He has to get it done legally in the earth. So he wants to use people. He wants to use you and I. And it should not be that difficult for God to use somebody to whom he gave his life to. Man, I want to do something with the life of God that I have on the inside of me and stop talking about all the stuff that I'm going to do. Point number eight, don't seek positions without faithfulness. The position can wait. Your faithfulness cannot. That is so true. Don't seek positions without faithfulness. People think that if I give you something to do, you're going to be faithful. That's not true. A lot of pastors, a lot of us pastors have made that mistake thinking that, you know what, if I can just give you something to do, you'll come to church. That might be for a little bit, but if the faithfulness is not there, trust me, they're going to wash out too. I've seen it before. And if you're going to do business with God, he does watch how we do things, not only in church, but in our own life. Some of us, some of us have children and some of us are married and, and, and different aspects where we're doing certain things. Is the faithfulness there or are you all about a position? No, 
You got to understand, faithfulness is key. And I know this sounds redundant, too, because I've been talking about faithfulness during this segment today. But I really want you to understand, man, obedience is so key in our faithfulness to God. It is so important. God just wants us to be tender in his hand, pliable like putty, where he can shape us, where he can form us where he can manipulate us, where he can keep his hands on us. Forget about the position. I've been there in the church that I served in. I was doing a lot of things there, and it seemed like everybody else was getting promoted and elevated before me. And if you get your mind on that, you'll wash out. Because I had to refocus and say, what am I in this for? Am I in this for a title, a position to be seen of men? Or do I want my father's heart to be pleased? So I had to get out of that mode. You got to get out of that mode and say, you know what, God, I'm doing this for you. Forget them. I'm doing this for the one that called me. If the pastor, the bishop, if the apostle, whoever is in charge don't ever see me, it makes me no difference. I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. And that's the thing that I'm really trying to give over to you today. We have to many times look through man to see God. Because, you know, when man is in front of us and, you know, people that we respect is in front of us and we really trying to get their respect, forget them. Can I tell you whose respect you want to get? God. Because God will get them out of the way. As a matter of fact, God will cause them to refocus on you when maybe they wasn't even looking at you. This is why you got to know your God and know you work for him. Now that doesn't mean disrespecting leadership, but that what you have to have the mindset to understand only God can elevate. Only God can pull down one and raise up another. And if you can really get this in your heart today and in your mind, you're going to be the better for it. Because I really believe that sometimes we get discouraged because we're working and people are not paying attention to us, to whom we feel has the keys to our life. No man has the key to your life. No man has the channel to your life. No man has the remote control to your life. The only person that has that control is God. Watch this. And you're going to have to yield your life to him because he's not going to make you do anything. See, men like to manipulate. See, when you, you know you're dealing with a powerful person when they give you the power of choice. I'm, I'm saying to you what you can have. But you're going to have to choose it. You're dealing with somebody to whom they understand how things work. People that manipulate, they are afraid. They don't have any confidence. They're cowardly. But people who put in your face and say to you, this is what God says you can have, but you have to make a choice. You're dealing with somebody that knows God. You're dealing with somebody who knows the process of how to get things done. And so this is what we have to be. Choose ye this day whom you are going to serve. Who are you going to serve? Yourself? You going to serve God? You got to make a choice. Watch this. He's not going to choose for you. Nope. He's not going to do it. You have to want God. You are as close to God as you want to be. So we got to get rid of the excuses. And finally, number nine, don't quit. Many people lose their reward because they don't finish what they start. If you're going to do business with God, you got to prove to him you're not a quitter, that you're going to stay with it. 
Don't lose your reward. Don't lose it. Don't lose your way. Don't lose your confidence, the scripture says, because it has great recompense of reward. Keep your confidence high. How do you keep your confidence high? Keep your relationship tight with God. Don't let nobody get in and screw up your relationship with God. I've seen it so many times. People were doing well and they let somebody get in the way between their walk with the Lord and they lost everything. And it's amazing when you lose something, you got to work twice as hard to get it back. And you don't have the kind of time you think you have. We all think we got tomorrow. We all think we have next week. But there are so many people that went to bed last night wanting to wake up and execute something. And they didn't get an opportunity to because they squandered this gift called life. Don't quit. I don't care how tough it is. You might need to readjust. You might need to stop and get back with God and say, okay, Lord, I realize that I'm going to have some opposition, but this seems a little bit different. Am I doing something wrong? Did I do something to displease you? And if the Lord says, keep going, you keep going. But if he's saying you need to readjust, you need to do it. This is why you have to check in constantly with God if you're going to do business with him. You work a job, I'm sure. You're just not permitted on your job to just do whatever you want to do. You got to check in with the boss because maybe he's changed his mind. Maybe he got a letter from corporate and now they're doing things differently. You have to learn how to flow with your God. You got to learn how to make adjustments when you need to. You got to learn how to stop when he tells you to stop. You got to learn how to go right when you want to go left. You got to learn how to stand still and see his salvation and see his power. These are just the nine things that I wanted to share with you. And I do believe that they are important. Go over them again and again. God wants to do business with you. But the only way he can do business with you, you got to give him access. And sometimes giving him access is simply saying, you know what, Lord, I yield my life to you. I'm giving you access to bless me. I'm giving you access to help me. I'm giving you access to give me the wisdom I need, the knowledge I need. I'm giving you access to help me to become a better husband, a better wife, a better Christian, a better person. I'm giving you access. Those that will go to their God and say, Lord, I've been rigid. I've been stubborn. I've been stuck up. I've just been contentious. I've been unforgiving. Watch what God will do with a person who will be honest before him. These are the things that I think are important. So I want you to roll them over and over again in your heart and in your mind. But more importantly, make a decision today that you're going to do business with God. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you. I pray that this blessed you. If it did, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. I got a website. As always, go there, thomasadeloach.com. Go around, check it out and see Uh, some things that we're doing. Share this podcast, this episode with someone. Let them see, let them hear, let them be encouraged and challenged. That's what I want to do through these shows. I want to challenge you, man. I don't want to just, you know, tell you something that's just all sweet. There's sometimes, man, when we're being coached and being pushed, you got to give people some real stuff. You're dealing with real life, man. You got to have some real tools in your bag if you're really going to make it and be successful. Listen, I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. 
Hold your head up high, man. Know that God is with you. Know that he is for you. Yeah, you're going to have some difficult and tough times and tough days. But trust me, as you begin to plow through life with the tools that he gives you, man, you're going to be able to rejoice knowing that you're doing all that God has called you to do because only what you do for Christ will last. All right. God bless you. And above all else today, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.